0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes podcast. I'm Bradley Cooper.
1: And I am Curtis Cooper. We have a wild episode today, yes. my friends. Yes.
0: So it's a little different. So previously, we reviewed only full albums. So this time, we're reviewing two EPs.
1: And we don't know exactly how often we'll do this, but just rest assured, we're going back to the full album format next week.
0: Yeah, yeah, we just wanted to try something a little different. So we're at the, we're, we're yeah, we are reviewing Rise Against Nowhere Generation 2 and Desperate Messers from Hollywood Undead. Now, let's start with Rise Against because mm-hmm. we have a lot of opinions to get through, folks. Oh yeah. And we have a feeling that the Hollywood Undead one is going to have a lot more, let's just say, <laughs> wild
1: opinions here and there. <laughs> let's just say that we will be we will be entering into the marketplace of ideas for that. Yeah, one. <laughs> just just a little bit.
0: So, Rise Against obviously is an American punk band from Chicago, and they've released Quite a number of albums. Yeah. that have been around for since I believe the l- late '90s. Mm-hmm. So they've been around a block a few times, but this is their most recent EP.
1: And they just dropped it out of nowhere,
0: as far as I know. Yes, and it's the two part comes from their full album "Nowhere Generation," which was their previous album. So I didn't I didn't look up if this is like the B sides
1: to it's, "Nowhere Generation." It, like just from listening to the songs, I get that vibe from it. Yeah, but I say they—they they seem a little better than yeah, a normal. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that they—the quality level is higher. Yeah.
0: So for those who don't know, Rise Against tends to have a little bit more of a political aspect to their music.
1: In terms of progressive politics. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's punk rock,
1: so that's about what you would expect from it. (laughs) Just remember, Paul Ryan's favorite band is Rage Against the Machine. That's true. And I remember
0: (laughs) when Rage Against the Machine, like, made a public statement that says, we do not support Paul Ryan. (laughs) He is everything our music sings against. (laughs) So, okay, who would be the politician who would be a big fan of Rise Against?
1: Mm Mm-mm. Uh, let's see, um... Ted Cruz. No, I, it would have to be, because I feel like Paul Ryan was a little bit more... He, he's still conservative. Yeah. But he's like one of those, like, moderate conservative types. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Jeb. Jeb.
0: <laughs> I can see Jeb just sitting there jamming along. He's
1: like, well, my kids are really into this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Jeb did say that Supergirl was his favorite show, because, I mean, she looked
1: pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> Way to really connect with the kids,
0: Jeb. Yeah, okay, we we just need to start a podcast that's just about just various political figures who aren't president, who are just funny. Yep, yep. We,
1: we would have a three-part series on Jeb.
0: Yep. So, getting back to Rise Again. So, there are five songs on this album, so let's get right into it with the answer. Mm. Very cool title for yep. this song, and... I like how there's you can there's a little bit of live cheering at the yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. I really like it when songs mix in some live music stuff into it, even if it is studio recorded. Yeah, yeah. What, what were your, some of your initial thoughts on this one?
1: So, like, kind of like cutting to like what I thought the main theme of this song was. I liked that the song is like fatalist, but it mm-hmm. has a glint of hope buried in there. Like, I feel like that you, this comes up a lot with Rise Against songs, or like they paint, yeah. they paint this very grim picture. But they'll usually inject one or two lines in there where, like, this is where the hope comes from in this situation. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I like it because you never get the sense that they're pessimistic. No, They're like, yeah, the situation really sucks, but we can still take action with it. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is is important because it's cool to sometimes listen to just absolutely pessimistic music. Sometimes you're in that mood.
1: Sometimes it's cathartic. Yeah,
0: but there are times it's like, oh, this just makes me feel even (laughs) worse. Yeah, exactly. But another thing I was gonna say about it is they really have this feel of almost a political organizer out on the streets with a megaphone. Oh, absolutely. That's the feel mm-hmm. I get from Rise Against. And they actually do have a song called Megaphone, though it's not mm. on this album, yeah. obviously.
1: So my favorite out al- my favorite song or er, Lyric Lyric. lyric. <laughs> yep. My favorite album from this EP um, was uh, These roads can still be built, and these wrongs can be undone.
0: Yeah, and mine was the one after that. We no longer can sit still while there's a war outside that's waiting to be won. Mm. And like you, I got this idea that you can fight back against the upcoming tide. Yeah. Another thing about these songs is you can even though it's political you can imagine it for all sorts of issues yeah. you can imagine it for global warming you can imagine it for the rise of fascism mm-hmm. you can imagine it for political upheaval all yeah. sorts of different things mm-hmm.
1: and i always love that like um they the, they're most like in terms of like settings for their albums they're most often drawn upon like trope is like post-apocalypse yes and i always love the way they describe that imagery
0: hmm And we'll see that a little bit in some of their other songs on the C P too, but mm-hmm. it I'll I'll save those thoughts for those later songs. Yeah. So my score for this one, I really, really like this song. I liked song. it too. I gave it a fifteen. I gave it a sixteen. Okay. Pretty close.
1: Well, I'm sure we will be in lockstep this entire episode. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, we, as I said on the previous episode, we have ranked Rise Against Albums individually before we started this podcast. Just for
1: fun, because we're psycho. Oh, yeah. And we had had some very opposing <laughs> opinions on this. There's <laughs> still plenty of time for that. But overall, okay, I... I'll, In terms of, like, general thoughts on this EP, I really liked it. I thought it was really strong.
0: Yeah, like, a lot of EPs, especially ones that are more of the B-side, it's kind of questionable. It's like, well, I really like this one song, these other two, I can sort of live
1: without. This Mm -hmm. other one's
0: kind of unique. Yeah. Whereas this one, spoiler alert, it remains strong throughout, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think that, honestly, it reminded me of, like, a Rise Against Album where they trimmed all the fat out of it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, because there are some Rise Against songs where... They're okay,
0: Mm -hmm. but I could see, like, eh, I could live without this song. Yeah, forgettable. Yeah. So the next one is Last Man Standing. Here's what I love about this, is that the way he starts it with saying, wait, (laughs) it almost sounds like this is a response to the last song. It's like, wait, I got something more to tell you.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. What do you think point. about this one? So uh, my first my first point was kind of commenting. This is not my favorite lyric, but it's one that I thought was funny. Like, basically, after the war, I will be the last man standing with you. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a classic Rise Against simp song right there. Yep. Because like, Rise Against has a couple different modes. One of them is like politics, but then the other one is politics, but in the rapper of simping. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that.
0: Yeah, they have multiple songs that are rise against love songs, and they can yep. take a variety of forms. A lot of them have the conflict of politics, but it's the politics of relationships. They even yeah. have a song called "The Politics of Love," <laughs> like in "A House on Fire," describing that's a that's a song on their album Wolves, which mm-hmm. was two albums. Yeah, it was the album before Nowhere Generation. Yeah, that's all about trying to fight to keep your relationship going, and this is another one of those songs where. Like how you mentioned that post-bought feel. This feels like finding love in the last days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, yep, before you get raptured. Yep. So my favorite lyric for this song was, And I'll storm this hill, take it all tonight, and I'll plant this flag, claim this land is mine. Yep. And I'm like, you could take that in a really silly way. <laughs> you could. Mine was, after every war is won, I promise I'll be the last
0: man standing here With for you. <laughs> <laughs> And another, one thing I liked about this song is that Rise Against a lot of times combines two different motions, confrontation and melancholy. And mm. both of them collide together yep. with this one. Mm-hmm. I I just imagine he's on the front lines thinking of Sally back home. <laughs> yep, yep,
1: opens up the little locket that Captain America has with uh, Peggy in it.
0: <laughs> Let's get... I think his first name is Tim. Let's get him to play Captain America. Oh next. yeah, Tim. Will you tell us about Peggy? No, I don't. I don't think, think I, I will. will. <laughs> but yeah, overall a pretty strong song. Uh, not my favorite on the album. Yeah. I gave it a fourteen. I gave it a thirteen. Yeah. Okay, thought
1: it was thought it was solid. Um, definitely not my favorite on the album, though. We're we're
0: agreeing so far. This is quite interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely different for Rise Against for us. Mm hmm.
0: Alright, but Chris can you take us what's this next song was it personal for you this
1: time it's personal <laughs> so I'm gonna start right off the bat with my favorite lyric from this because um, it's in the beginning and when these fields are overrun with children dodging dropping bombs your flags all look the same to me that was a really good lyric I really I really like that because like definitely obviously like this song specifically is kind of taking like a a war anti-war stance mm-hmm and they, they've done songs like that before. Yeah, Hero absolutely. of War is one of their most famous yeah. ones. And Survivor Guilt's one of my personal favorites. Yeah,
0: and I like how that really delves into the... Not really delves in, but it mentions the topic of how in war there really are no good guys. Yes, there might be one side that's more moral than the other, has yeah. a more moral reason... But bombs are indiscriminate. They don't care if you're old, young, poor, rich. They fall on who they will, and they kill who they will. Exactly. I like the lyric. Even if yours are too thin to breathe, I'll be the sauce that you feed. You seek. I'll never let a damn thing get to me. But this time, it's personal. Mm.
1: Yeah, this this is a good song. Yeah, you
0: know what this reminded me of? This gave me vibes of their previous albums,
1: "Endgame" and "Appeal to Reason." Mm -hmm. Like I could see
0: that this song on either of those two albums. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I thought I thought this song and the song we'll talk about next gave me big "Endgame" vibes. Yeah,
0: and it has a lot of the
1: "Rise Against" themes in it. It has Mm -hmm. the futility of war, personal relationships, Mm -hmm. and refusing
0: to give in to the evil around you.
1: Yeah, and I liked the perspective of kind of helping someone else be strong and stick to their guns and kind of, like, being, like, their rock through a hard mm-hmm. time.
0: And I think what's referencing with this time it's personal is a lot of times if something is happening to someone, it's really easy to put some distance because, yeah. well, at least it's not happening to me. Mm-hmm. And But once it starts to happen to you or someone you care about, then it gets more personal. Mm-hmm. And that can happen. That's, that's how a lot of people change their minds, actually. Like, for example, there are lots of people who might not be the biggest fans of homosexual people or people in the LGBT community, but when they learn someone they love is in that community, that might change their opinion. Then it's personal. Yeah, then it's personal. Or same with war. You might not necessarily care about war, but when it's happening in your shores, then it's personal. Mm -hmm. Or when a loved one, like, passes away due to that. Yeah, definitely. This one was a pretty solid one. I gave it a 16. I gave it a 15. Okay. We're like... Okay, we've consistently been one point off. This is this is kind of yeah, wild. Yeah,
1: this is this is getting
0: eerie. Yeah, we're. Go- I can already tell we're gonna have to make some executive decisions about these because <laughs> we're getting the same <laughs> scores. And I might, you know, what I'm gonna need some pain management after oh, these albums. You mean
1: some pain management? <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So I'm just gonna say right off the bat. I don't think it's clever when no. bands do this. <laughs> it's not. Like, just spell it out. Don't mm-hmm. put M-G-M-T. Yeah. Because then when you... Okay, when you're trying to look up this song... And then it's like, I poke up pain management. It's not going to pop up. Because nope. you got to put <laughs> Spell out your damn titles.
1: Yeah, like this is not a college course. <laughs>
0: no, it's not. But <laughs> what do you think of this one? That
1: being said, I really like this song.
0: It's a good song. Definitely,
1: for um, sure. My first uh, kind of take on this was my favorite lyric, which is, In the forest when the serpent strikes, I would suck that poison dry. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there in the woods. My favorite line was,
0: but the chainsaws purr, and the vultures start circling around, circling around, what's it going to take to save your life? Just give me a chance and I will try.
1: Mm, yeah. I just
0: love that chainsaws purr, something about oh, it. Yeah.
1: Like, this this kind of reminded me of a more hardcore version of, like, a satellite or a savior type of song, mm-hmm. where, where it's like, it, it's still got the hardcore themes, but it's like, you are in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought the song is clear
0: about helping someone through a rough mental patch in a desperate attempt to help them through that. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it might be really, really tough for them, and it's interesting that you brought up "Satellite" because it, does it seem to you like a lot of these songs might have been older B sides? Yeah, than they had on previous
1: albums. I could see that because, like, just like kind of listening to "Nowhere Generation One," like it mm. does not sound like any of these really. No, maybe a little bit like the answer in the yeah. last one. Yeah. I wonder
0: because, okay, so to go back to Disturbed, Disturbed mm-hmm. had a B-side album called The Lost
1: Children. Underrated. Yeah,
0: and if you look it up, each of the songs on there were B-sides from a specific album.
1: Oh, yeah, that's so right. So I,
0: won- I wonder if this was the case for this and why they kind of have different sounds or mm-hmm. themes or what have
1: you. I could see it because, like, have they ever released a B-side album before this or a EP before this?
0: no okay they released a b-side called long forgotten oh, songs that's right I forgot but about that most of those were ones that were already released beforehand yeah that have just been forgotten because it was like oh it was a single they threw out here and there or, or might like something been. that's like exclusive to like best buy yeah yeah <laughs> it was like this was exclusive to target in 2002 <laughs> And I really like how the song acknowledges that sometimes you just have to acknowledge that the situation sucks, and that's yeah. the first step to recovery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just like the overall cadence of this song too. Hmm. I gave this. Okay, this is my first decimal score: fourteen point five. I gave it a seventeen. It was my Woo-hoo! favorite off the album.
0: Okay. Our first disagreement. But not, a soft
1: yeah, disagreement. Yeah, a
0: very soft disagreement. Not compared to some of the other songs we looked at where it's like, there's a ten point difference here. <laughs> Alright, but now we're moving on to the last song in this EP, which is Holding Patterns. What did you think about this song? I love the energy of this song. Mm, good energy. This song just really kept me interested throughout. Mm-hmm. And my favorite lyric was, the the intro, What if we change our names and dyed our hair, Wore dark glasses everywhere, When we are barely holding on, we hold each other, Every bridge we break will grow back even stronger. Mm. What was your favorite lyric?
1: So my favorite lyric was, When you're in the dirt, face down, I will be the answer. Mm. Which is really good, like, kind of closing the loop from the first song, I thought. And uh, yeah. my, my, one of my other points was, Finally, some patented rise against screaming in here. Like, yes. I, I I was like, I was missing something, but then they gave it to me.
0: Yeah, I love how it starts off... It's it's very much like... You could take it a variety of ways. This song builds. Yes. You could take it as, like, a love song of... You're going through a hellscape, but you're with someone you care about. And we're going to make our mark, we're going to survive. And I love the screaming because the first of the song is kind of heartwarming, but in a... Not a... a not in a cutesy way, but in mm-hmm. a good way. Yeah, and then he just drops the f bomb, and the energy just soars yep. through all yep. the way to the mm-hmm.
1: end. The only explicit song on this EP, yeah,
0: and that's a that's a trend with Rise Against. Yeah. Rise Against doesn't tend to make really explicit songs, so they usually like throw in the f bomb in like one song. Yeah, once they,
1: they have the X Men rule, where they just have to have one f in there. <laughs> yeah, it's when Wolverine it's when yep. Wolverine shows up. <laughs> you want to join the X Men? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And it reminds me a really bit of the earlier Rise Against albums mm. because if you ever listen to those, they had a, had a bit more of a raw feeling to yeah, it. Yeah, a lot raw and they tended to have a lot more screaming throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you
1: now some people really like screaming their music, some people hate it. I kind of like the midpoint they kind of reached for some of their albums, like appeal to reason, where like they kind mm-hmm. of mixed it into the songs so or, like especially put it in like the bridge, and I think that's I think that's a perfect balance for me.
0: Yeah, like, I'm fine with songs that are just all screaming, but I also really like clean vocals, and I really like when they mix it together well. Mm-hmm. So, this one... <laughs> okay,
1: just tell me your score on this one. I gave it a 15.5. I, I gave it a 19. Ooh. This was my
0: favorite song on this album. I it's
1: just, a good one. It's a good one. I
0: just really, really, really like this one. Okay, so... What are we going to do? Before we move on to Hollywood Undead, let's go ahead and go over our rankings and then rank this
1: album just so we don't leave up any loose ends. you okay with that? Yeah, I actually... So I did something chaotic in my overall rankings. I ranked all of the songs from both EPs. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's really chaotic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't don't mind splitting them up for the podcast purposes.
0: Yeah, I just thought that would make more sense. Mm -hmm. So our our overall scores, Mm -hmm. we have... Holding Pattern comes up on number one, 17.25, Yep. followed by Payne MGMT, 15.75. Mm. The answer, and this time it's personal, both tie for 15.5. Mm. I would probably give the... Which one was your favorite out of those two? The answer in this time uh, I powerful.
1: think I gave it to the answer, yeah, slightly.
0: Okay, let's put the answer above that. Just because
1: I think it's such a strong start to the album. Yep. And then Last Man Standing is the last one. Yeah, and, I think that's totally With 13.5, fair. but none of them... Yeah. none of them are bad I'd say like this EP give it a full listen mm-hmm. and I would say okay I had a goonish, okay. I had a goonish Go right. idea for when we review EPs because I assume we'll do this again mm-hmm. um, obviously EPs will be in their own rankings yes uh, Brad I want you to give this this EP a score out of 500 500 <laughs> and then we'll put the two together okay
0: <laughs> okay I'm gonna need to think about this let me, let me do some math here <laughs> All right, let's let's just do because I gave it a score out of hundred, but let's let's do let's do a <laughs> little math, okay? Four hundred and
1: twenty-five. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think I'd give it a I'd give it a four fifteen. Four fifteen. Okay, so that gives <laughs> us a cumulative score of. That gives us a cumulative score of four hundred. Ooh, four twenty. Nice. Nice. Four
0: twenty out of five hundred. Not bad. So, for some concluding thoughts on that one. As a follow-up to Nova Generation, I thought it did pretty well. It's a good chaser. Yeah. And the EP is strong overall with at least one banger that we both... Yeah. You know, we mm-hmm. both found a banger here. Mm-hmm. So, I really like this one. But now...
1: <laughs> okay, okay, Brad. So, we just ingested a fairly solid steak, right? Yes, we right? Did. Like that, did. That Rise Against was a nice steak. Yeah. Well... What if I told you I had a nice chaser for that in a half-eaten gas station hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. My stomach churns to the very <laughs> Like, okay, Brad, you got to tell me like what your thoughts are on this because you had never listened to this Hollywood Undead EP yes. before this, and you listened it's, to yes. everything else.
0: Yes, you are obviously you're an earlier fan of Hollywood Undead than I am. You're the one who actually introduced me to Hollywood Undead. And for those who don't know, when it comes to rap music, I haven't listened to a huge amount of rap music. I listen to a little bit of rap rock with yeah. like, Linkin Park. I've listened to, uh, Toby Mac. Toby Mac. Toby Mac is a true OG. Ignition. <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> yes, it is. And then you introduced me to Hollywood Undead and listened to a few songs. And it took me a little while to get used to them because... Yep. It's different. It's very... <laughs> So uh, I'm just going to put it this way. Just put it blunt. Put it blunt. When you first listen to Hollywood Undead you're like, "Man, this is some trashy ass <laughs> shit." <laughs> like this this is something you'd expect like that guy you avoid at high school reunions like, "Hey man, come listen to Hollywood Undead with me." <laughs>
1: this is this is something that Limp Biscuit would consider lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the more
0: you listen to yep,
1: it, yep, yep. The, the more it grows on you. I refer to this as the Hollywood undead cycle.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like when you first eat White Castle. Yes. The yeah, first that's a great... time, you're like, oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> but by the fifth time, you're, you're like, like mm, mm. you know, I'm,
1: I'm craving some White Castle right now. Or it's like you're a broke college student, and I mean, that first bowl of ramen noodles, you're like, this is disgusting. Yep. I wish I could, like, eat home food. But by, like, the seventh week, you're like, well, food is good. (laughs) (laughs) Food's food. (laughs) But, okay,
0: this is a Hollywood Undead EP. Yep. And I'm going to save my thoughts on it, but let's just say it's a little different than the the normal Hollywood Undead
1: album. Yeah, so um, just to put a little bit of context out there, so Hollywood Undead came out with their first album, Swan Songs, Mm -hmm. in 2008. Yes, and um, so Hollywood did over the years has changed their band members um, out. Yes, and, like I don't think any have come back, but like they kind of like switched them out over the years. Um, but in two thousand nine, they came out with this album, Desperate Measures, mm-hmm. and it was the last project that lead vocalist deuce worked mm-hmm. on yes and then deuce went solo there was a lot of drama there and nobody really knows what actually happened
0: <laughs> there's a lot of rumors there's so, hearsay
1: so all of the hollywood and dead members as of this point of this
0: album were deuce yep uh johnny three tears yep Yep. charlie scene funny man J dog funny man and the curls yep. right The curls now, later, of course, it used to be replaced by Danny. Yep. And later, DeCurls would leave. Was I, it around by the five? Five was when he left? Yeah,
1: I believe he left before five, because okay. they named five after the fact there was only five them yeah. left.
0: So, as you can tell, these guys have some goofy
1: stage names. <laughs> as they, and uh, up until, I believe, like, five, they, like, always wore masks on stage. I don't know if they still do that, because I've never seen them live. Yeah. And for those who don't know, their style is basically is rap rock how you would call it yeah rap rock like they mix in nu metal occasionally yeah just a little bit sometimes they do just like straight straight like rap vibes for Mm -hmm. songs they they kind of just go all over the place and I think that's why I've always gravitated towards them is like most of their songs are wildly different from each other yeah, that is one point I'll say. It's like sometimes they might even have like
0: a pop song or more R and yeah. song. So there's a little bit for everyone to enjoy.
1: I bet it's like going to the Golden Crown. Exactly. <laughs> I
0: mean, the steak may look dry and like they've left it out there for months, but the mac and cheese <laughs> is pretty creamy.
1: It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You just take a bite of the steak. That's no good. I'm gonna go to the ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or going to the Chinese buffet. Yep. 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 Oh, man, yep, that's a good That's a good reference point. Yeah,
0: so I would bet, unless you just don't... even Okay, even if you don't like explicit music at all, because their music is very explicit. Very explicit. You can still probably find at least one Hollywood Undead song that you can bop to or say, oh, okay, yeah. this is pretty good. And
1: some of their songs are clean.
0: Yeah, some of them are. Most of them are not. <laughs> Most of them are not. Now, before we get into the music, I just have to ask. So, Hollywood Undead has some... At times, questionable lyrics.
1: <laughs> Go ahead and say,
0: problematic. <laughs> problematic, one might say. Every once in a while, you know, their lyrics just get just the tiniest bit misogynistic. Oh, you could
1: say that? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and there are a variety of ways to take that. A mm. lot of the misogynistic lyrics, I feel like Charlie Seen sing, sing, sings most of the misogynistic yeah, lyrics. Yeah,
1: he sings a lot of them.
0: Maybe a little... j Dog's kind of second place. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd I'd say Funny Man comes in at third. Yeah.
0: You can take it a variety of ways. You can take it as like, oh, this is just, you know, parodies or they're joking about it. Mm
1: -hmm. Or you can take it as being serious. Yeah, you can take it as more like locker room culture type of stuff. I think there
0: are a variety of ways you can take it. It does seem like they've gotten
1: a little better over the years well yeah like they've certainly like dropped like certain terms from their vocabulary over the years because like in swang songs there's some rough yeah you shouldn't use that word type of situations
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and let's be clear they are all they are all either hispanic or caucasian yes all the members yes Now, one controversial thing about Deuce is,
1: there's one song Uh called The Kids. The Kids. And it is an official, it is on Swan Songs. It's not like a hidden B-side.
0: Yeah. And that is the only time that the N-word has been dropped, and it's by Deuce. Yeah. Now, did that play a role in him leaving the band? Hmm. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? But, so, this is an early Hollywood and Dead stuff. So, let's just dive right into it. (laughs) With their song Dove and Grenade, which is... it's that kind of like their official symbol? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, my first point was, it's weird that this song is the song that carries their iconic symbol.
0: Mm-hmm. Because,
1: like, this song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there are... Okay, there are lots of bands like that. Like,
0: sometimes bands, their title will be... They'll have that as a random song,
1: but it's so hidden that you have to go looking for it. I, I swear, Brett, if... Disturbed has a song called The Guy on their new album, and it doesn't slap, I'm going to be angry. (laughs) I'm going to send
0: David Raymond a strongly worded
1: (laughs) fax. Yep, yep, yep. And I'll be like, you, sir, are cancelled. Yep, definitely cancelled.
0: I just have to say, even Hollywood I Dead has some weird intros, but this intro is just a little weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't really know what to to take of this intro.
0: Yeah, and... (laughs) One thing, one point I made is Hollywood One Dead, especially in the early days, they have this weird obsession with being a bad influence. Yeah, yeah. You're like, man, with bad influence on your it's mm-hmm. And I just have to say, like, They seem to think they were famous before they were famous.
1: They really do. Like, no one knew who they were, like, in 2005, when they were, like, releasing, like, random, like, garbage one single tracks. Yeah, which maybe that's just, you're bragging, brag it till you make it, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely, like, playing off of the whole gangster culture. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this isn't my favorite lyric, but I think it perfectly encapsulates just how bad this song is.
1: (laughs) I'm the man, and I'm the man. Yep, yep, and... (laughs) I'm the baddest, I'm the baddest. And the, so, skipping to my last point, did you know that Deuce is the baddest? Yes, I did. My last point was, before I get my favorite lyric, is this
0: song literally got no reaction out of me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, this exists. And most no songs get a reaction. Like, I'm either like, eh, this is pretty good, or, oh, this isn't very good. This one, I'm just like, I just wasted three minutes <laughs> of my life listening to this.
1: <laughs> so my favorite lyric... I, I, I'm curious if you have the same one, is we ride like tanks and we bite like snakes. <laughs> it actually wasn't. And I eye eye and I don't
0: need to see. Who needs eyes, mo' effort, I can feel you bleed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this song it it makes tough. me
1: sad that this is their...
0: <laughs> like, they, they need to remake
1: this. Yeah, yeah. They, they, need, they need to release the Danny cut. They do. Release the Danny cut.
0: Okay, this song... I this is actually
1: the lowest score I've given any song yet. Is honest. this the low is this the lowest one on the album for no. you? No. Okay, I was about to say, like, there are way worse no. ones on this album. But I gave it
0: a three.
1: <laughs> I gave it an eight. Ooh. But I mean I don't feel strongly about that eight. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not gonna bust out, bust out the how dare you yet.
0: Not yet. We shall
1: see, we shall see. But do you mind leading us in to tearing it up? Oh, tear it up. This is honestly the main reason I wanted to listen to this EP, because I love tear it up. It's like, (laughs) so like, there are several different eras of Hollywood Undead, but this is one of my favorite early party songs from them, just because of how dumb it is, and how ridiculous (laughs) these lyrics are. And like, my, my, my first hot point was... This song is about relations.
0: (laughs) You know what my first reaction was to the song? What? I laughed. (laughs) It's a hilarious song. I was just laughing. (laughs) I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, okay. My second point was, this is just Hollywood Undead distilled to its most basic level. Its most animalistic level. Most animalistic level. But here's the thing. Hollywood (laughs) Undead... Okay. Hollywood Undead isn't that fantastic of a band. I know you might disagree with that.
1: Hard disagree.
0: Hard disagree. But it's fun when it's at least catchy. This song
1: just wasn't that catchy. I man. thought it was pretty catchy, personally. <laughs> I mean, it was better than the previous song. i will give it that. It got a reaction out of me. This, is, this song is probably going to, like, destroy whatever credibility I have with the listeners.
0: <laughs> and I gotta say, the fact... Okay, there's one point where Charlie Scene use Mo-Effin, mo mm-hmm. and then he used Mo-Effin, like, in the exact next line. I'm like, come on,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little lazy. Just a little bit. So what was your favorite lyric from this song?
0: I got a bounty on my head just for repping undead because I'm freaking on your sister and I'm grinding
1: your friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Don't like, really know how I can, like, uh, like, like, defend that.
0: Who has got to put a bounty out on Charles Seam's head? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, if someone saw him out on the street, they think, what a nerd. Yep, yep, yep. He, he does look like a nerd. So my favorite lyric was, of course, the chorus. So don't make me tear it up. You know I don't give a truck. <laughs> and I ain't here to shake things up. But I got my hand on my gun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like... Sir, that's not a gun. That is a squirt gun. (laughs) (laughs) This is an Arby's. (laughs) Like, okay, I want to know if these guys legitimately carry weapons, because I don't think
1: they do. (laughs) I I also loved Johnny 3's and J-Dog's introductions in this song, because, like, just to read Johnny 3's to you. Mm. It's Johnny 3. Johnny sees what Johnny needs. Johnny breathes weed. (laughs) Still, Johnny don't need anything. Johnny buys drink. Johnny winks and Johnny thinks Johnny circles dance floor like roller rink (laughs) how (laughs) can you not love that
0: Truly, this caveman lyrics are just the height of the musical quality. It doesn't get better than this, folks. This
1: song gets an 18 from me.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: you're going to give a how dare you. I gave this a 5.5. How dare you? Honestly, give... you could probably give me a how dare you for putting yeah, this song 18? up so 18,
0: how dare you? <laughs> you rank this higher than anything on the rise against <laughs>
1: But to be fair, I have listened to this song more than any of, than any of those Rising Against songs. That's and I true. will in the future. That's true.
0: <laughs> I've probably listened to these the Rising Against <laughs> one I've listened to more, but it was pretty much like my second time listening to that Rising and C P and my first time listening to Boy <laughs> One and Dance, so
1: they're about either. Alright, so let's let's get into some songs we agree on. Okay. Shout at the devil. You know what my first
0: thought was? I'm like, I had to look this up, I'm like a Motley Crew cover. A yeah. Motley Crew yeah.
1: cover. Yep, yep. And I was like, what the hell is this song even about? Yeah, I said, <laughs> what the hell am I listening to? <laughs> and my second point was, why is the solo at the beginning so muted? I don't know, man. It's like someone someone like put the silencer on it. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is when the end of the is at the end of the song, when they sing shout, shout. Shout at the devil ten times. I counted it up. That's like a minute of this two-minute song. Yep. My favorite was,
0: he'll be the love in your eyes, he'll be the blood between your thighs, and then he'll have you crying for more.
1: (laughs) My third point was, this song doesn't deserve a third point. (laughs) This song gets a four from me. Okay,
0: so I gave this one a five, but my last point was, I listened to the original song, Mm -hmm. and I have to say, this cover doesn't compare. Yeah. Like, I didn't even like the original song that much, but Mm -hmm. I'm like... Yeah, the original is a lot better than Mm -hmm. this. This is garbage.
1: But this is not the worst cover on this album.
0: Oh, no. Not in the slightest.
1: (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Immigrant Song. Uh, Which, Uh. number one, this might be the worst cover I've ever heard in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This one is just... Okay, my first thought listening was I was like, okay, this is like the first time as far as I know that... Viking content comes up in rock music. Yep. So, obviously, I have a special connection. Yep. But how does Hollywood and Dead handle it? Well, not well. (laughs) First of all, once again, why is this song so freaking muted? Oh, it's so bad. I have to say, it is so weird to hear the Hollywood and Dead do Viking voices. Yep, yep. And the little shouts in the intro, it's supposed to be, "ha," and they're like, Yeah, he's like, (laughs)
1: Oh gosh!
0: Like my okay, my favorite lyric was "How soft your fields, so
1: green, can whisper tales of gore." Of how we walk the tides of war, we are your overlords. You would never be able to know that that's what they were saying. Based no, on this. mine was Valhalla. I am coming because yeah. I thought that was funny to picture them singing that. And uh, so, one goonish fact about this song: Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna make every single person who like likes good music grown yep this is the first time i ever heard an immigrant song was in this album (laughs) oh oh that's that hurts yep 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 i'm so sorry everybody and yes i realize i am not qualified to be on a music podcast (laughs) but that's what makes this podcast so good exactly we all
0: have different things we haven't listened to because we all have different tastes we all have different frame of references. Yep. But my last point was, this is the sort of song that will get them beat up. Like, if they went to a concert and played this song... Can you imagine? Like, the rage people had against Machine Gun Kelly would be muted. I think someone would physically drag them off the stage.
1: Like, okay, okay, Brad, we always joke about the fact that, like, we consider The Kids to be the worst Hollywood and Dead song. Is this worse than The Kids? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, taking, like, taking like the problematic lyrical content okay. away from the kids. Yeah, I think it's worse than Yeah, I kids. think it is, too. At least the
0: kids kind of catch Yeah, them.
1: at least at least I could kind of bop to that. Yeah, I gave this one a two. I gave this one a two as well. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I only gave it a two because I was assuming you were going to give this song a one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I was grappling between two and one. I'm like, well, you know, I'll give you one extra point, I guess. Just for
1: trying. <laughs> yep, you tried. But we got yet another cover, and... Tell me who, who originally sings Bad Town, Brad. Uh, this was Operation
0: Ivy. Who the heck is that? I think they're like a pop-punk band, from what I looked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? Why?
1: Who, who, who decided this was a good idea to sing this song? Also, these lyrics are bad. So.
0: Yeah, they're just like I don't, I don't even know what to say about these lyrics. And,
1: like, and despite the fact that they didn't write this song, I had this hilarious mental image of uh, the the Hollywood and Dead Boys sitting down to write this, and Charlie being like, "Hey, you're funny man. You like bad towns?" And he's like, nah, man, I like good towns." <laughs> <laughs> I did like the trumpet intro was funny. Yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> and my favorite lyric was "No more bad towns." <laughs> Uh, mine was
0: down there, got have a label, just like some cattle in a stable. Knee jerk reaction, I call it violence. Why speak out when you could be silenced? <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is none of these covers are good. This, this song
1: doesn't... gets a three from me. This
0: get a two point
1: five. <laughs> Man, these are these these songs are not doing too well. No sir. Not at all. But hey, at least the album ends on a high note, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll give it that. You know, a high note.
1: <laughs> relatively, it, relatively
0: speaking, <laughs> it's like you ate a whole bunch of really dry old food. Yep. And then at the end, someone hands you a bean burrito from Taco Bell. Yep. Now the beans are still a little dry. Yep. yep still a little dry. Not as, not as much cheese as there should be. No. But at least it's something. <laughs> And my first reaction was, ah, a real Hollywood undead song. Let's
1: go. And so, like, um, what's hilarious is that in terms of like Spanish, right? Yeah. There. So in in Spanish, you gotta you gotta match up like the uh, the masculine pronoun with the masculine nouns. Yeah. So like, kind of like, um, I don't know, like, uh, el mano is the hand. Yeah. And that's a masculine noun. Yes. Well, this is el urgencia. Yeah, <laughs> those don't agree. Yeah, those don't agree. Like if I'm saying
0: I have, it's yo tingo. Yeah, or or el tingo, he has. But if I said el Tenga, then that <laughs> that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like so, they've got some
1: Hispanics. They should know yeah, better. Yeah, literally, funny man is Hispanic. Yep. He's like, man, I barely know English. <laughs> so, okay, um, my favorite lyric from this song was, See DeCurl's out front doing tricks on his Heelys. And I'm like, this song gets bonus points from referencing some excellent
0: shoes. Yeah. My favorite lyric was, But Charlie I saw you stick your dick in the salsa. I don't want no drama. I'd rather have my anaconda deep-throated by piranhas.
1: <laughs> oh, like, that, that's just That's just funny. And, like, th- this song just has a, s- a stupidly fun chorus. Yeah.
0: I actually have the opposite
1: opinion. Really?
0: I was like, yeah, those
1: verses are good. I'm like, oh, the chorus,
0: why? <laughs> it just hits the brakes. It's, it's just like,
1: so smoke, this joint with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like, you were doing so well. And then all of a sudden, we're just repeating
1: ourselves over and over. <laughs> and I also love that this song is about what each member of Hollywood Undead mainlines so like yep. funny's got his weed yep. and like i forget what everyone else has but um it's just it's stupid and it's fun and I, yeah. gave, I gave it a 15 and i know that's too high i gave it a seven
0: <laughs> that is the highest score i gave anything on this album <laughs> yeah it was this this was um, a <laughs> they've done better than this yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: So let's let's go through the overall scores of this.
1: Yep, yep. yep. Tear
0: it up is at number one with eleven point seven five because you gave it an eighteen. Yes. Let's go. Then we got Elgen CA with this total score of eleven. As it should. Dove and Grenade five point five. Shout the Devil four point five. Bad Town two point seven five and immigrant song
1: at the bottom with a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, will any song ever be ranked lower than Immigrant Song? There might be some that I
0: just give a one, just because it's so bad. Maybe, maybe like a Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly's like all his songs are one or zero. <laughs> are we allowed to give zeros? Hmm. Do we have to give at least a point? At least a point because you made something. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll
1: have to draft that into the two dudes rank tunes constitution. Yeah. Or maybe we can give it a negative score at some <laughs> point. I was considering giving one of these songs like a five. Point negative two five. Yeah, and I'm like, well, then why not just give it a four point seven five?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, how about we make a rule that you can't you can't go lower than zero. Zero is like this song. There is there's just nothing at, redeemable there's about it. Nothing you can say good about this at all. <laughs> so, man, I didn't. I was not a big fan of the C.P. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight up. It was. It was kind of like, why did I listen to this? <laughs> Except why for did- Ellurgencia. Yep,
1: that's a good song. <laughs> a good song. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy that I could subject you to that, Brad. To be perfectly honest with you, it's fine. I'm sure I'll subject you to some questionable, <laughs>
0: questionable music later. Oh yeah,
1: I'm sure, I'm sure we'll listen to something real silly here coming up. Yep.
0: So my overall score.
1: Yep. 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 <laughs> Tell me your overall score first. All right. So out of five hundred, I'm going to give this an even fifty-five. I gave it a fifty. <laughs> <laughs> that was not very good. And let's, let's... That's fifty-two point five, right?
0: Yes, that is correct. So that puts it way below. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. a couple hundred. Points.
1: So are so far, nowhere generation two is cleaning up the EP rankings. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we
0: might have another EP that might be better. Oh right, yeah that was it was certainly fun oh given yeah that sometimes when you talk about talking about bad music is sometimes a lot more fun than good music oh yeah just because it's, it's just made,
1: like it's just like watching the room
0: exactly the room is a great movie for those who haven't seen it you need to go watch it right mm-hmm. now it's, it's very good very good movie black comedy <laughs> <laughs> why lisa why why that's <laughs> where i actually i went dead why johnny three why <laughs> why, why you do this to me Johnny, you're going to destroy Johnny Three Tears. He's very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen anything, Charlie. Seen. Keep your stupid comments in your pocket. <laughs> Go watch the room. But so Curtis, for our next album, we're going to do something a little different mm-hmm. because there's a new album coming out. Yep, yep, yep. So we are not done with Hollywood and
1: Dead. No, we are not. So um, we are going from ranking and reviewing their worst possible content. Yes. To what me and you might consider their best album, Yes. in Notes of Notes from the Underground Deluxe Edition. Mm. And then after
0: that we will be reviewing their new album. So Hotel California. And so if you hate Hollywood Dead I'm sorry, but this is, I think this is going to be fun. It's going to be some fun
1: content. Because Come on we're, we're
0: going from lyrically like, oh, this is some pretty deep stuff to, yep. yo, Charles P. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you've gotta you got to mix it
1: up. But I will that. say, I do consider Notes from the Underground their most lyrically interesting album. That is true. They have some really good stuff on that album. Like, mm-hmm. We'll give it to them. So, thank you for joining
0: us and look forward to our next episode. Once again, I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper. Stay ranking, Rank!